What's it like undergoing a cardiac procedure? We're going to find out from someone that's done so at Krause Health. This is Krause HealthCast, a podcast from Krause Health. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Waller. Our guest, Dan Cummings, who recently had two stents inserted at Krause Health. Dan, thanks for joining us. It's good to be here, Joey. Believe me, it's good to be here. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, right? Yeah, they definitely did a life-saving procedure on me, for sure. Well, we're going to talk about that, of course, and fortunately, you can smile about it. Now, first, a little bit about your background, if you would. You retired a year ago after this award-winning 37-year career as a TV news anchor at WSYR in Syracuse. So congrats on a great run, and what's retirement been like so far? Well, Joey, thank you for that. Retirement has been awesome, especially after Kraus fixed me up. But when I retired, I thought, well, I'm going to get back on the treadmill because I'd done five marathons, probably half a dozen half marathons, Boilermakers in Utica. I was a distance runner for my whole life. During COVID, you know, like most of the rest of us, I fell off the conditioning a little bit or a lot. And I figured, well, no excuse now. I'm retired. I got time. I'm getting back on the treadmill. And so I did early in January of this year. And I just found that normally I'd be fine after 30, 45 minutes. That's a great workout on the treadmill. I was not only tired, but like I could feel a not very pleasant sensation in my upper torso, not chest pressure the way you traditionally think of it, but it's like, that's harder than it should be. I kept telling myself and I said, I'm going to, I got my breath back, heart rate came down, but it still was like, this shouldn't be that difficult, but it was. And that was last January. So retirement didn't get off to a very good start. And that's why I had to pursue this a little bit with my doctor and then immediately with Krauss cardiology. And so, speaking of which, or of whom, tell us about the cardiologist you turned to at Krauss Health and what he found initially was pretty alarming, right? Well, it was, Joey. I mean, first I went to my general practitioner, who's a part of the internist, Dr. Mark Erlbacher, super guy. I've known him for years. I get my annual physical in March. And I said, Mark, the treadmill workouts are harder than they should be. I don't know why. I haven't had an EKG in years. And my brother tells me about a heart history on my mother's side of the family. So even though I seem to be the picture of health otherwise, maybe I should have you take a closer look or something at the heart. Or my, And he says, all right, you've convinced me, Dan. I'm going to get you in for a stress test. And I failed it. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day, he got me in for a stress test at uh, cardiology for Krauss, and I didn't pass. So that means there's a problem there. And Dr. Bohini, the cardiologist who has been a blessing from that day forward, he came in and said, Dan, you know, when you're working out and your heart is reaching that maximum exertion that we put you through, your heart should be getting smaller, he said, because it's a big muscle and when it's really working the way it should, it's contracting and expanding. It's supposed to get smaller. He said, your heart is getting bigger. And he said, we don't like to see that. And he said, the most likely reason we're seeing it is because you're not getting enough blood to the heart and something's going on there. And I want to get you in for a catheterization tomorrow, the next day the day after St. Patrick's Day, we're going to see what's going on in there. And so they did. By 7 o'clock the next morning, I was at Krause Hospital, and they had me in the cath lab for a little closer look. And what they found was a major blockage, right? 
They sure did, Joey. I went through a standard catheterization procedure. I say standard, first time, hopefully the last time I've ever had to have it. But for the people in the cath lab and Dr. Eula Hannon, who did my procedure, they might do six of these a day or six of them before lunch. I don't know, but I was the first one in that morning. And yeah, they go in through the wrist with the catheter. They check out your arteries and they see where the flow of blood is and where it isn't. And what Dr. Eula Hannon found was a 95% blockage in the LAD artery, the major artery that puts blood to the heart. And I don't know if your listeners are aware of it, but I became aware of it that day. The LAD artery has a nickname. You know what the nickname is for the LAD artery? The Widowmaker. Because if you've got a 95% blockage in the Widowmaker artery and they don't find it and fix it, that could be real trouble, serious fatal trouble. So Here's the deal, though. Normally, they go in for a catheterization. They need to clear a blockage in the arteries. They use the balloon, and they use the stents. But it's a procedure I was told normally, if things are going well, takes about 45 minutes, generally, to do the catheterization, to find the blockage, and if they can balloon it, stent it, maybe 45 minutes or an hour. I was in there two hours, at least, and it became clear early on they were having some difficulty placing the stents. And the doctor, Eula Hannon, even told me. I was awake and aware during this whole thing, sedated, but I was up and around. I'm lying on my back, but I was certainly aware of everything going on. And he said, Dan, I've got to bring in the shockwave machine for you. So I'm going to consult with my colleague. Well, sure enough, he was able to bring in this machine. Joey, the way he explained it to me was for some years now, if you've got kidney stones or gallstones, They can use sonar device. I guess it's like sonic waves or a little pulse to kind of break up the kidney stones so they're little smaller pieces and you can pass them. They kind of pulverize them. Well, they found they could use similar technology for the calcium lining in your arteries because they found the blockage, but they needed to place the stents to open the artery back up, but they couldn't place the stents for the first hour and a half. Because that calcium lining in that major artery, it was just a lining on the wall of the artery, and they couldn't remove that. They didn't need to, but it didn't allow them to place the stents. So what he did was he rolled in this shockwave machine and gave me five or six pulses from that, and that allowed him to create these little fissures in the calcium lining, and that allowed him finally to place those two stents and open my artery back up. And it was a blessing. And he told me later, he said, you know, and they were very upfront with me all the way. If they could not have used that shockwave machine that morning to open up the artery and place those stents, I would have been an immediate candidate for open heart surgery for bypass. So they saved my life that morning without question. And the thing about it, I don't mean to go on and on, but your podcast, but that shockwave machine was only delivered to Krauss, I was told, the month or two earlier, in January of this year. It's the first time they ever had it because it was only approved, I guess, by the FDA last year sometime for use in this manner. And Dr. Eula Hannon was experienced with it by the time I showed up on his cath lab table that morning. So he knew how to use it. He found out I was a candidate for it. And then he did some miraculous work and opened up that artery. It was amazing. Sounds like it. And when you combine that with the fact that they caught it when they did, it sounds like the timing was right to say the least. Let me ask you a few other things based off of that. So you're in the operating room and 
you just explained how, to use a football term, I guess they called an artery audible, if you will, right? Yeah. Switched gears. And from what I understand, Dan, there was a point as you were listening, because you say you were aware of what was going on, there was a point where those working on you were talking and you could hear what was going on. And they eventually said something that put your mind at ease that all uh, was going to be fine. What was that? Yes, because I was awake and aware and only mildly sedated, I was very much listening to everything going on, sometimes with my eyes closed, sometimes with them wide open. And during the first, oh, I want to say hour or so of this procedure, Dr. Ulihanna was talking to his people in that cath lab, and it was clear that the stents were not being placed properly. He'd say, stent in, stent out, stent in, stent out. Let me try that. He was talking with his people. And then it was like, okay, I knew it wasn't going well. Then he started talking to me and he said, Dan, I'm going to consult with one of my colleagues. Now we're having difficulty placing the stents. I'm going to try to see if you're a candidate for this shockwave machine. And I was. So then he brought that in, applied those shockwaves, and then again tried to place the stents. And this time, instead of his voice sounding kind of concerned and not making much progress, after he was able to begin to put the two stents in, he said, nice, nice. And I heard the nurses up above and on the other side of the room say, nice, nice. And they kind of all echoed that. And I guess I took that, Joey, as shorthand for these people knowing that they had been successful. Finally, nice, nice. I guess maybe they do that every time they have a successful stent implanted. But for me, it was my first indication that I was going to be okay. And I was. And of course, we can hear the emotion in your voice, Dan, when you talk about that. Even now, what is it about the job they did in saving your life and improving your life now that makes you feel the way you do? Well, when I say they, everybody who saw me and touched me on this Kraus system from the first go to the end of it there was just so superbly professional. I mean, my internist, Dr. Erlbacher, knew enough to read the tea leaves and say, yeah, I'll get you in for a stress test. Let's make sure that things are okay, or if they're not okay, we get them fixed up. And then Dr. Bohini, who immediately saw a problem and got me in the very next morning, as soon as he could for the catheterization, knew exactly what he was looking for. Dr. Eula Hannon, who did the catheterization and saved my life with the placement of those stents. But, you know, Joey, it wasn't just those three guys. It was everybody around him. From the woman who administered the actual stress test that I failed, they couldn't have been kinder and more professional and really caring about me. The nurses that got me ready for the procedure the next morning explained everything about that I was going to go through, the risks involved, what could happen. And then what did happen was very successful. And I know to them, like I say, I know it's not just another day at the ranch for them. They save people's lives every day. But for me, that day, it was me. And afterwards, Dr. Ulihanen came out and explained everything to me. The nurses let me sit up and watch one of the NCAA March Madness games. And I felt up to doing it. He came and explained what he did, how he did it, why he had to do it that way, got on the phone with my wife, explained the same thing to her, and then came up in the afternoon to my bed in recovery. And he drew a little diagram on the whiteboard about the artery and how they were able to open it back up. And then the nurses on the recovery floor upstairs on the cardiac floor, I mean, could not have been kinder every step of the way. And they had me out of there the next morning. I mean, I was discharged 
24 hours later with no real restrictions on my activity, a few meds I got to take, but otherwise I got a new lease on life and they just were spectacular from A to Z. Wow. So to summarize, tell us, of course, how you're doing now. And most important, I think by now, our audience would love to know, how's the running going? Well, thanks for asking, because they wanted me to wait a month after I got out of there before I started any real running. They wanted me to start walking, of course, and I did. I was walking right away around the neighborhood. And then after the follow-up with Dr. Bohini in May, he cleared me for any and all activity, including vigorous running. I mean, I'm not doing the long distances anymore, or I should say yet, but I'm back on not only the treadmill, but outside running upwards of 45 minutes at a time. No problem whatsoever. I'm joined the Y and I'm doing early morning workouts, two mornings a week there. I am absolutely back to what I would consider normal and feeling fantastic and very, very grateful. So yeah, they're just miracle workers of modern medicine. I don't mean to gush, but why shouldn't I gush? You got me on this show and I get a chance to say thank you once again. I'm lucky. I feel extremely fortunate for myself, for my family, and certainly very grateful for the way this all worked out. Well, considering what you've been through and how it turned out and most importantly, the job everyone at Krauss did, why not gush? And so let me ask you one more thing, namely, considering all this great news physically, can Syracuse coach Jim Beheim count on you for five minutes off the bench if he <laughs> needs it this March? You know, Joey, I think I've still got some eligibility left. I never used it up. Matter of fact, I didn't use any. <laughs> so he can have me all he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Before this season is over, as we tape this, we might hear a chant of nice, nice at the Carrier Dome. That word will always and forever mean something entirely different to me. It was, it was nice. It was better than nice. It sure sounds like it. Well, Dan, as a man who spent nearly four decades in Syracuse telling stories as an anchor on a nightly basis, I bet you've never had one this good, right? Amen, brother. You got it, Joey. Amen. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> you Absolutely. Same to you. And so, Dan, thanks so much for sharing your story. Continued great health. Enjoy retirement as that continues. And really, thanks so much again for joining us and letting us know all the good news. Thanks, Joey. Take me to Kraus. <laughs> and for more information, please visit kraus.org forward slash healthcare and kraus.org forward slash heart Now, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media. Thanks again for listening to Kraus HealthCast, a podcast from Kraus Health. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Wallace.